Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we talked to Matt Besser about, among other things, educating Mr. Kanye West. You'll have to wait a while for it, though. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Very special guest joining us for a very special evening recording of Jordan Jesse Go. Sure. Uh, from the Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, and, of course, the related uh, Upright Citizens Brigade uh, uh, outfits, such as your Upright Citizens Brigade theaters, uh, your Upright Citizens Brigade merchandising sure. um, programs. Their uh, uh, weekend getaways for young people. Sure, their cola. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Matt Besser, welcome to the show, Matt. Jordan, Jesse, go. Can I, I, could be a Devo song. <laughs> or a craftwork uh, sure. song, man. Hey, you're you're sitting in a chair that uh, uh, Mark Mothersbaugh sat in just a few months ago. I heard that episode. I, I was very entertained by that episode. I loved. I'm huge, huge Devo fan from way back. Those guys are kind of cool guys, right? Oh my god, They're so like, cool. So I mean, they changed my life in a lot of ways. Actually. How did you? Okay, so tell me how Devo changed your life. Well, if you think about UCB is very Devo-ish, like wearing the same uniform and that kind of embrace authority to thwart authority kind of thing. I mean, we're that whole thing. I mean, de-evolution, yeah, all, rock, all that stuff. Also, your dance rock hits. <laughs> right. That's where, it, that's where it stops. But, uh, yeah, I mean, when I first – I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, and, you know, when I was – a teen everything's on vinyl there's no internet so when you get something like whoa Devo, slow down grandpa <laughs> but you know what i mean you had to actually you literally had to go to san francisco you know where you're from or wherever in new york the very few places that had cool records and you would go on vacation with your parents and go to that record store and and devo you you look at that record and you don't know what the hell it is, but you're like, I'm getting this, man. <laughs> Fucking monkeys and space and wearing weird <laughs> goggles. And and when I heard them explain all that stuff, because, you know, when you... when the It's first, so coherent, right? They have, like, a whole system. They have a monkeys in space system that they created a whole thing. Right. But get, what's the... Maybe... There was some uh, channel out here. It was some California channel. It was your guys' MTV. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it had. It was probably when you were really well, a little I know kid. In the, in the Bay Area, we had something called California Music Channel (CMC). Was that I, it? I think it was a Bay Area specific thing. Uh huh. There was some national show that was on where the first time people saw the B52s and Oingo Boingo and that whole new wave scene. And Devo and like the Whippet video was just blew people's minds. There's something really appealing to me about the idea of a band that also has like a superstructure. Like they've got a whole system of stuff that goes along with the band. Oh yeah. I, I pulled out the you know, the insert 
and the record and it had all that de-evolution stuff and I was like, oh, I'm behind on this because I don't understand. <laughs> sure. I don't understand any of this. Like I thought there was a whole thing going on. And then you realize, oh, there, everyone didn't understand what the yeah, hell they were talking when about. I, when I was in high school at, at School of the Arts in San Francisco, we had this class called Intro to the Arts, mm. which was like, so at, at the Arts High School, you spend your afternoon doing one particular art discipline. And then, but you have you have to take this class intro to the arts where you do various different arts. So, like, I was in theater, but I had to do you know we had to do some painting and some et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You had to bang out one Iana, two Iana, three Iana, sure. four Iana. Then you had to write a softcore porno movie. Well, we did have to write a. Um, we had to do an opera. So, like, the mm. it's a year long class, and at the end of it, the last two or three months. You split into groups of, you know, 10 or 12 or something like that, and you make an operetta. And there was this part in the class. From scratch? Or? Yeah, from scratch. Yeah, you write the, write the music because there's, like, music because it's an arts high school. So there's, sure. like, musicians there. There's people to paint sets. There's actors, et cetera. And everybody's people dancing to be... on taxis. Exactly. Mm. It's basically the whole, the whole nine yards. There's people getting raped at auditions. Um, was that what, what? what is that from? No, that's when Coco Coco goes out to try to be a professional, and the guy says, "All right, take your top off." So you know, so we've so just picture this: we've all got our tops off. <laughs> um, it was, but we there was this thing where because we had to write it ourselves, we had to pitch ideas for um, for what the what the what the operetta would be. So we everyone had to go up in front of the class and pitch what their <laughs> idea was for what the operetta would be, and everyone. I, I was there at just given the given the year. Was there a lot of ideas? Yeah, what uh, year is this? We're talking about 1997. Uh-huh. I'm going to say 1997. So, so maybe like Kurt a lot Cobain, of <laughs> death. I was going to say a lot of uh, a lot of ideas about what In Sync was really like. <laughs> oh my! Like God. behind the scenes. There's this one girl that was that pitched something about Elvis Stoiko, Elvis the Pelvis Stoiko, the famous uh, 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 figure skater, dancer. yeah, sexual oh, ice dancer. Um, she was also the girl who did the monologue from Double Dragon the movie, which mm. I believe we have discussed on this very program at length. Um, so uh, I remember pretty I, cool how there was a Double Dragon movie though, huh? So they, they we they split the class into two to do this. So there were two winners. And uh, one of them was this girl, Jennifer Tananga. She pitched a thing where it's a bunch of people stuck in an elevator together. Um, you mean, she anticipated the movie Devil? Yeah. <laughs> like 12 years before it actually got released? And, She's a modern-day Nostradamus, Jesse. And, we should call um, her up and <laughs> ask her what other ideas she had in high school. And I was a very poor student. Um, you'll be surprised to learn. And um, so I was like, oh, I, I hadn't done the assignment. So like, oh, I know what will be a funny thing to pitch. I'll pitch a musical based on the cosmological narrative of Parliament Funkadelic. <laughs> like the Parliament <laughs> albums have this sort of like story. Yeah, line. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, I accidentally won. And was no thus, way. Because there was all these guys that were sort of like stoner hip hop guys that uh-huh. were in the band. You know, they were like the horn players in uh-huh. the band that, you know, they were like also in a salsa band and like a hip hop band and, you know, rap guys and stuff. And they thought it would be. And they had a lot of extra this. wigs. Right. And so I played Dr. Funkenstein. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, the only thing I remember is this guy, Braz, 
wrote me a rap uh, to rap. And uh, there was a part where I said, uh, bend over for your injection of the super outer space funk erection. Nice. Every time you tell a high school story, I relate to you less and less. <laughs> <laughs> I just cool think, project. who are you? Well, who does this happen to? Well, we, we went to UC Santa Cruz. Look, Matt Besser is here. He's got this. He did the show. He went to Santa Cruz to do the show. He sought out the place where I didn't know that. Yeah, we're both. We both. In fact, the first time we ever met you, not in in person, but uh, on the telephone, you were one of the very first uh, guests on the Sound of Young America. In fact, I think I emailed you at the like uprightcitizens.net email mm-hmm. address or something like Adair at Upright Citizen. I don't right. remember which one, which nickname. Was that your Adair? Okay, so Adair at UprightCitizensBrigade.net or something like dot that. .org. Dot .org. <laughs> UprightCitizens.org, is it? That's, and you were nice enough to come I on the bet show. It, I bet it still is there, actually. There, that was when we were... What? You, Matt was really like one of the first five Yeah, or absolutely. Ten, right? We yeah, we uh, we didn't come on live. It was over the phone. It was over the phone. Well, you, why would you be in Santa Cruz, Matt? Let's let's I get. Don't know. It's something weed related. He might have come up for something <laughs> sure. weed related, right? He might have come up. We to did it. make an LA trip. I guess we wouldn't have gone that far up. Yeah. There. Well, you you would want to because you get in front of a lot of producers in Santa Cruz. <laughs> sure. A lot of hot producers. Um, okay. A lot of producers of free mumia benefits. <laughs> uh, a lot of producers of world music festivals. A lot of a lot of, a lot uh, of movers and shakers. Of body odor. Sure. Um, we'll be back in just a second with more on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Matt Besser, guest. Jordan Jesse Go. It wasn't really. Yeah, it was, it wasn't hey guys, a, remix that. Come on, fucking add a add a nasty German techno beat to that, please. I enjoyed that. I did right? too. It's enjoyable. It is enjoyable. Um. So okay, well, let's talk about Santa Cruz, Matt, because you um, you recorded this special called uh, "This Show Will Make You High," and you went to. I'm going to tell you, we were in UC. We were at UC Santa Cruz for four years. Um, uh, Jordan was a year younger than me, so uh, I was driving back and forth to Santa Cruz. So between us, we have five years of Santa Cruz experience. Sure, my younger brother just graduated from UC Santa Cruz. We're really intimately familiar with this market. Um, it's not a place where a lot of big name acts make it a point to record their shows. That's why we went there. So we we wanted to do, a, you know, uh, most of the show is is sketch video shot on location, you know. But uh, we wanted to kind of do interstitial stuff, which was little parts of live performances. And at first, we're thinking about doing it at the UCB Theater, but. There's this there's this special vibe you get when, when you everyone go... owns a didgeridoo. <laughs> God, that was so true. But when you go somewhere, you have no idea how many didgeridoos there were there, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, when you go somewhere where people really appreciate 
that you're there, you know, versus Los Angeles or New York City. So we wanted to go someplace where they didn't get comedy a lot and and do like a a bigger venue. And uh, it had to be somewhere in driving distance of L.A. So Santa Cruz kind of ended up being the perfect thing. We were also going to go kind of screw around at places that were having big, interesting events. It so happened that we lined up our show with 420 Day in your guys. <laughs> this is the big field behind Santa Cruz every April 20th. Thousands of people from not just there, but all around come and get high in this field like a bunch of. Wait, people idiots. come from all around to get high in the field on 420 at UCSC? Yeah, I mean, I think it's become. Oh, yeah. I think it's become legendary. I mean, even since we graduated, I mean, I definitely remember. Everyone going out behind the. Everyone. Yeah, went out yeah. And got but high. no, no, no. I think it is a vacation destination <laughs> for, uh, for, the, for the didgeridoo set. Oh, you know what? I w- I like the didgeridoo set. Usually, a guy who's going to play a didgeridoo sure. and is going to walk around with it is <laughs> probably a guy that's pretty much up for anything. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, I'd prefer that guy over what a lot of these people were, which dudes in muscle shirts, you know. With muscles, sure, and a very aggressive attitude. <laughs> Wait a minute, wow. like At like four twenty. Yes, exactly. Stoner culture isn't just fish heads, guys. <laughs> and I kind of discovered that myself because when I was doing four twenty days back in the day before vaporizers and the internet, <laughs> but, back when you could get high just from the internet. <laughs> but everyone had that didgeridoo attitude, like. Yeah, there's a, you know, well, anyway, we came there and we put on bits and we weren't really pranking people. It was more like we had characters just kind of running around this big crowd of people getting high. Like we had John Gimberling. He has this character character called the whiny baby and he's just in some baby diapers just being a hilarious whiny baby, you know, <laughs> running around while people are getting high. And some people loved it and were like, oh, I want to hug the whiny baby, put him on my lap and they're, you know, being cool hippies. But then the other, at least half, were being really aggressive, like, Hey, dude, get that dude out of here. <laughs> I'm getting high with my bong in the middle of the field. I don't have time for guiding some diapers. He's got priorities. That's what he's trying to tell you. We're here to get high, not screw around. You know, this kind of came up. This is, I think, a similar uh, 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 phenomenon uh, to something that kind of came up on the last show. I was talking about how, uh, as a guy who really, really likes video games and like growing up video games were something that uh yeah for for dorks and sissies and uh and uh you know indoor kids and <laughs> indoor kids. yeah yeah um non-athletes sure uh the chubby sure <laughs> um and but kind of now seeing kind of video games getting appropriated into all these uh jock events uh, uh like you know, because of Madden football and Halo and Guitar Hero, like every, I'm sure every frat house in America is 
hooked up with an Xbox and yeah, uh, definitely. you know, and I think maybe Pot has undergone a similar thing to where it was something that the metal guys did, or you know, something that you did under the bleachers while the other joiners were watching the football game. And but punk, now it and is punk rock too. Sure, like, you know, Green Day concerts were the first shows that I started noticing because used to be only the skinny kids and the ugly kids and the popular kids were nowhere near the punk shows. But then all of a sudden, somewhere around Green Day getting popular that you started to see the frat set come and they loved the mosh pit. I might say say more specifically Pennywise, or at least in Southern California, (laughs) that's when we're like, no, this might not be cool anymore. Yeah. That's a, that's a powerful, that's a powerful cultural shift. Sure, that happens. It is, yeah. Like what? Like what? It can you pinpoint a time when pot became a jock thing, or is it a frat guy thing, or how does it? How does that what fit I, in there? What I have found well, the most amusing thing to me about this transformation is that there are things like I was driving to the airport the other day and I saw a giant billboard. I can't remember what the billboard was for. I'm going to think, I'm going to say maybe energy drink, mm-hmm. um, something like that. Something stupid. And uh, it was black and white, picture of a guy wearing sunglasses, looking badass. This guy. Oh, is this for Gunner Shades? Um, anyway, sorry. I, that's entirely continue, possible. Continue. Yes, it is. It okay. was. It was for special <laughs> glasses. That you wear when you're playing video games. Oh, sure. my That's God. That's totally what it was. And, yeah, it was in the style of, like, I'm I'm professional snowboarder X, and here's my new goggles. Yeah. So you can fuck shit up. Yeah, no, sure, but it was. It yeah. was a – and the guy was wholly unconvincing as a badass. Sure. Like, there must be amongst – he was a professional video game player, which is amazing <laughs> to me sure. that that's a real thing. But um, not that you would play in a tournament, but, like, it seemed to be that that was his career. Right. That amazes me. And uh, I would think there, if there's one of those guys, there's got to be dozens of them, right? Sure. So isn't there one of them that doesn't look like he's never been outdoors? Like, isn't there... Think, if what, are, if is what you're doing Don't you want that? Don't you want the schlub to be the hero of the video game playing world? You but don't want I, a but, jock. But... I, but here's the thing. I don't necessarily want a jock to be the... You're, that's a good point. Point taken, Matt. But the question is, if I have a schlub, am I going to try and make him look like he's, you know... A tough guy? Yeah, like like he's Terrell Owens or something like that. <laughs> so what you're saying a more accurate, like, a more accurate billboard would be him wearing the goggles... But sitting on a beanbag chair covered in Cheeto dust. Yeah, that's the exactly. billboard you want to see, right? Because it's a sincere reflection. I feel like this comes and up then a the lot caption with a is, woman above him, just yeah. with a look of disappointment. <laughs> on her face. Right, and the caption is, "I don't have to take these off to masturbate." <laughs> um, I feel like it comes up. That same thing comes up a lot with professional poker players in advertisements. Like, I feel like there's nothing you can do to make a professional poker player look cool. But those dudes, they have the the fact that they get to wear sunglasses inside makes yeah. them so cool. You know, like I've prayed to have a career where I could go to the Laker game or 
you know, do an interview and, and get away with wearing sunglasses. Only Nicholson rappers and poker players. I, uh, you know, I, I, I have to uh, tomorrow. I have to fly to Vegas to play in a celebrity charity poker game. All right. Yeah, really? I don't. I don't know the first thing about it. I Who know basically playing? the rules. Uh, I will be playing Dame Judy Dench. No, um, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's uh, it's I. Uh, uh, it's, other he he'll be playing other movie stars. Right? Yeah, okay. other movie stars. I'll just guess. Um, no, you know it's for. Uh, I work for Fuel TV, which is the skateboard surfing network. This will be other celebrities from that world, and I should probably make finger quotations when I say celebrities. Uh, so it'll be you know a famous motorcycle guy. Or it'll something. be there'll be extreme it'll celebrities. Be yeah, yeah, someone yeah. who's like Tony Hawk, but who normal people haven't heard of. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like Tony Hawk, but worse. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I'm a little. Uh, I I don't know the first thing about poker, really. Have you ever played poker at all? I have played poker. Like I know basically the rules, but do you know which thing beats which thing? Yeah, yeah. I can I can go that far. Do you know what kind of poker you're gonna play? This is Texas Hold'em. Oh, I just actually, I just went to a wedding in uh, Richmond, Virginia, and found out that my cousin, mm. I only have a few cousins, and uh, I should know what their c- careers are, uh, but I just found out that one of them is a professional, full-time professional poker player. Online? Uh, no, he plays in in-person tournaments. Mm, wow. He's apparently ranked in the world or something. Now, talk about slug creatures. There's some people who just make their living playing online poker. That sounds insane. Yeah. That sounds like I knew not I, only do you not want to leave your, your room, you feel you can't. That, that's the matrix. I knew, I've known two people who have done that for significant stretches of time and made good money doing it. But what a life that is. <laughs> Basically, what they would do is uh, both of these guys, both these guys were sort of math geniuses. And so they would just, they would just know the odds for everything. They would just play really conservatively. And they'd find places. They'd look for places where idiots were playing. Okay. And they just. Yeah. And what they would do is just play um, six, eight hands at a time. So they'd have two or three monitors. Uh-huh. They'd have four windows in each monitor, and they just go down the line, make the most uh-huh. conservative play they can. Take each a quick time. break to tend to their bed sores. <laughs> that then, I mean, that's the matrix. It's yeah. just numbers. It's just numbers and odds and surviving. Yeah, it I mean, really was. That's exactly yeah, like, is there a way we can get rid of these uh, colors and these king heads? These are too. Co- these are too. This is too interesting. Can we just make <laughs> this right into a grid? To a coma. So yeah. how you all you often have to go to uh, you often have to go to Las Vegas for work, Jordan. But I do. Is this is this like a is this like a is this another like you're flying in in the morning and flying out in the afternoon? No, this is a uh, this is and also something I'm worried. I'm worried about two things. One, embarrassing myself at poker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And two, uh, I have to be there for like four days. Four days, which is uh, I That's and about I eight. three too many days. And to I, be in Las yeah, Vegas. no, and I'm a guy who likes Las Vegas. Like I like to drink on the street. I think that's really fun. Uh, I can't think of another thing that's fun about it. 
Drinking on the street. I like drinking on the street. You enjoy gambling? Huh? That's called being like- homeless, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, I yeah. like drinking on the street, <laughs> under the Walking stars, around. no responsibility. Yell at whoever. I like a second or third jacket if I can get my hands on it. Sure. I love cardboard. <laughs> uh, Do you like gambling? Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I... I yeah, I usually allot myself, you know, I'll just go lose $50 in Vegas every time I go. Uh, you know, just a, a, as as part of an evening out. I like to I like to put a dollar into Antique Stealer. I'm not going to lie to you. Sure. One of my favorite slot machines, yeah. Antique Stealer. Who knows what's going to come up? You get three armoires, you're making a lot of money. Wow, you love <laughs> antiques. Matt, what, oh, do, you, oh, do you like Las Vegas shit? Oh, no. That goes against every bone in my body. It's Gambling. terrifying, right? I, I, I've done it, but I've I've done slot machines. That's all I even have. I have zero balls when it comes to that. I would, I would gamble on football. Just because I, not that I can affect it, but I know at least a little bit about it, and so I don't, right. I don't mind sitting there and betting on that. But that's not really very active. I, um, I met a lady, a uh, uh, Hollywood television writer. She wrote on actually a show I believe you you were a big fan of, Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah. Um, she wrote on Battlestar Galactica, and um, just the nicest, brightest, coolest lady you could ever meet, and. Um, she told me and my wife um, at dinner one night uh, all about how she fucking loves slot machines. Hmm. She is a slot machine high roller. <laughs> she can call a casino and they will they'll set her up for whatever she wants. <laughs> And she goes and plays slot machines. Wait, is there any skill to slot machines? No, there is no skill to slot machines. So she's a high roller based on her (laughs) willingness to put a lot of money into a slot machine. Right. And I don't understand. And she loved it. And I want to be clear, again, a really bright lady, really cool lady, not sad at all, not a grandma. She's not wearing a cat sweater. Have you ever seen... Uh, they have like special rooms with like the thousand dollar coin for the slot machine. Or no. I'm sorry, thousand dollar coin. Uh, what? 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 I think what? that's the minimum. It's some crazy yeah. amount. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Maybe it's a hundred dollar, but I think it's a thousand. I think it's at Caesars, and it's like it's amongst. It's like a special smaller room. There's only like ten machines yeah, in there. Yeah, sure. But there's. I, it's called like. It's called, sure, it's like Plato's Den of Inequity yeah. or something. It's like, what, what place are you in where you're just going to put thousands of dollars of coins into a machine? Because it's not anything. I mean, that's the thing about it. Like, you can, you ha- creating in your mind the illusion of control over that is such a jump. It's such a leap. It's like Willy Wonka, man. Like, they really, but if I was going to do it, it would just be one. You'd have just to go, this coin, this is it. This is the one that's going to turn my life around. You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be upset that you can't make an evening out of it, at least. That's true. You could sit at the machine and think about it for a while. Oh, yeah. Kiss the coin. And... Sure. I mean, the, thing, the, real cha- the challenge of it would be, I mean, look, we're all walking around Las Vegas. We got $1,000 coins in our pocket. Sure. But you only want to do one, and they're trying to get you into doing a whole bunch of them. I need those uh, the rest of those thousand dollar coins for other stuff, the Liberace Museum, for example, the M M&M and M gift shop. 
Jimmy Buffett's restaurant. I they once, also accept I once $1, did uh, acid with a lady and uh, went to Wayne Newton's show. <laughs> and uh, I will say I got a blowjob at that show. And I don't know if you've ever gotten a blowjob on it. Was it from it. Wayne Newton? Or... <laughs> Wait, okay, okay. I left my kick out in the rain. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is in the audience? Yes. Because it was only like half full. <laughs> and, and so... And when we got there, they had these booths in the back, as I remember it. Sure. And, uh, they and could have been snakes or dragons. You know, and I slipped the guy 20 or something. And uh, they let us go back through. And he sucked nowhere. your dick. <laughs> and I said, I'll be back in a second, honey. He's, yeah. <laughs> Get one of your friends to keep my girlfriend busy. <laughs> I remember getting that blowjob and being on acid, listening to Wayne Newton. <laughs> and in his show, he has a he starts it with this UFO coming down, landing. <laughs> except for why the, wouldn't he? Except for the UFO, you know, he probably stole an, that. He probably stole that from my Doctor Funkenstein musical. Yeah, this is my, it, it had an American flag on the side. And I'll never forget that. It was like, it's from outer space. It's unidentified flying object, but it is from the United States. The <laughs> right. See, I don't understand how if you are gonna if you have it, at least at some point in your life led a doing acid going to a Wayne Newton show and uh, receiving a blowjob at that Wayne Newton show, mm-hmm. how you could be against Las Vegas. Because that is the special. Oh, I'm place. against I'm not against it. No, I mean it sounds like the situation I'm is against you gambling. just gambling. You've You've oh, peaked that. when it comes to Las Vegas. Like, you know, like it's like winning Star a gold Trek. medal. I did the Star Trek. Uh, did you have, did, have you done that? The yeah, experience? I did. The I, museum, in, in, I guess. I had a, a girlfriend in college who was really into Star Trek, and we, uh, we, we went there once and had the big, uh, and we had the big uh, dry ice cocktail that was Star Trek themed in some way. <laughs> right. Anyway, she was more into it than I was, so she kind of knew the little references. At the Ferengi that, bar, probably. Yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the Jew <laughs> bar. Yeah. In in the world of Star Trek, the Ferengis are kind of this, like, like 1940s version of what a Jewish person is oh, like. Totally. Right? <laughs> or maybe, I guess, maybe even more specifically, a Shakespearean version of what a Jew is like. <laughs> right. They they carry they've got those I got a deal for ya. <laughs> um the I guess the question that you must be working on, Jordan, is mm. what do you do on day three in Las Vegas? Yeah, that's kind of my oh, situation boy. because I have had some great times in Las Vegas for a day and a half. Like that's that's a great way to spend a day and a half, especially if you're there with work and uh, and, and somebody else is, is paying for your yards of margarita. Uh but yeah, I you, am. You can expense that. You can expense a yard-long margarita. I do some creative. I do a little creative accounting. Sure. I uh, sure. I just call it props. <laughs> and I'm an alcoholic. I just write sure. that on the. Uh, it's your. It's your fuel. Fuel. Right. Yeah. Sure. Exactly. Uh, my joke juice. I um, I had to go to Las Vegas. I I covered the uh, the comedy festival in Las Vegas for the Sound of Young America, or at least we tried to. We decided we were going to go out there, and and so we did. With like the first day, we did an interview with uh, Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald. And that was great. Dave Foley and Kevin McDonald were great. Um, and then we didn't. And, and then we just ended up going to see Ralphie May. 
because we were just like, there's nothing. What are you going to do if you're me? I don't even drink. So what the fuck am I going to do in fucking Las Vegas? It's a weird place for a comedy festival. Like I've done that. We did it the first year. It's just a, such a weird vibe. Just so anti-comedy for some reason. When you did it, was it when you did it? Was it in essentially a hotel conference room in in Caesar's Palace? I, we did it in this weird converted room in a casino. That I think it's where Second City used to be, but it was a terrible room, and you could hear the entire time all the. All the slot, slot machine machines bullshit, going sure. the entire time. You're on stage, where you're trying to improvise, but uh, <laughs> it, it, and it's and you feel you you're looking at them going, "Why are you watching us?" It's the same thing. It's like what you're here to watch improv. <laughs> yeah, that's the last thing I'd well, want to watch. That was the thing when we were there. I was like, you know what? We're in Las Vegas. Let's go see a show. So we look up the shows. Yeah. You know, we're gonna go see fucking Wayne Newton or something sure. like that. Bette Midler was just about to open. Perfect. I'm like, fuck it, I'll go see Bette Midler. I yeah. kind of like Bette Midler. It's probably fun to That's go see a Bette Midler show, right? And uh, everything like that costs two hundred dollars. Yeah, it sure does. That's why you got to get a blood drop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to make it seem worth it. Exactly. To make you feel like you're getting your money's worth. Like it really costs two hundred. Like I was under the. I had this impression in my mind. That like they have the show there to bring you there to gamble, and so you can go to the show, and if you don't gamble, then you win because you're. But no, yeah, no, it costs more food. to see it in Vegas than it would cost to see it on fucking Broadway. Yeah, <laughs> they gave you free, free crappy uh, steak, and that's about it. Sure, get a watered down drink. I never even got that. I guess I never really sat yeah. at a table. I didn't. I didn't. All I got was a lot of uh, a lot of. There was a women's bodybuilding convention at the Golden Nugget where I was. <laughs> so staying. you got a lot of boners. <laughs> is that what you? Is that the oh, sentence I you were about solid, to spin? I was diamond hard, my Shit. friend. Wow. Not unlike those women's trap trapeziuses. <laughs> that's a muscle. Trapezius. I don't think so. I think that's a muscle, Jordan. Yeah, but yeah, uh, but I am, uh, and I don't imagine. Uh, I don't imagine. People will get this podcast in time to be of any help. But I am kind of curious. Well, have you been to the Liberace Museum yet? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay, it's still so open. It's open. It's closing at the beginning of next year, I think. So oh, great. Okay. You have Boom. time to go see it. It is kind of great. It's pretty cool. Okay. If, uh, if anybody else has any other, I'm in fucking Las Vegas, what do I do? Suggestions. Oh, you just shoot yourself. Let us know. Yeah, well, I could shoot myself. You could just stay drunk. It's probably really easy to get a gun in Las Vegas. Yeah, well, uh, you yeah. can go. I, you know, uh, you may remember when. when... Ask Tupac. <laughs> oh, yeah. The last time I was in Las Vegas, the cab driver uh, took us by the place where Tupac was shot and pointed it out. It was pretty cool. Um, when uh, <laughs> Rob Hubel and Paul Shear were on the show during our marathon, they mentioned that they had gone. Uh, they they may have mentioned this off the air, but they mentioned that they had gone and shot machine guns. Yeah, at prostitutes, I think. I think it was probably pictures. Oh, okay, pictures. like a photo or a like photo an outline of a, of a prostitute, a, right? Or just a poster, and it just says women on it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> you were fine with them shooting at prostitutes, though. Oh, I was. I support it. That's terrible of you. They deserve to die. <laughs> wow, I didn't know this was a conservative talk show. <laughs> we'll be it back is. in just a second with, on Jordan Jesse yeah, Go. Well, we're going to talk about the Ground Zero Mosque. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan Jesse Go. 
Nightmare Besser. Nice. <laughs> our our German techno uh, our German techno announcer. I think we, we could gonna... record that and play it every week, but are you willing to be here every week to do that? No, you just gotta get that sample, put it on a loop. No, we need you here. It sounds warmer if you do it live. There's a warmth to this it. This is a what you do is you talk right into that microphone there, and then we'll just we'll play it for the people. Am I misunderstanding what's? Got to put it on a loop, man. That's what it's all about. It's going to sound cold and machine like, but I exactly. guess that's um, more. I actually, perky. I actually just came straight here mm-hmm. from a uh, television meeting, and um, it was with some television executives. I shan't name them or their the king of network. Hollywood. <laughs> it was. It, it was President Dreamscape, um, and uh, I. I, Matt, I'm sure you've been in. This is relatively new to me. Okay, having a you're pitching with some a show. Guys. Is that what you're saying here? There. Well, I do this. I do this online series called "Put This On." Okay, and I haven't heard that. What's this, that? It's about men's clothes, and um, and so we had gotten interest from these executives. Wait a minute. How many this. podcasts do you do? You do a <laughs> podcast just about men's clothes? It's a video series and blog. Yes. Okay. And I host a television show on IFC. Oh, I, I got to say that. We haven't said that on this show. No, yeah. Uh, and you're contributing to it as well, Jordan. Sure. Uh, the Grid on IFC, I'm now the actual host of it. It's basically Jordan, Jesse Go, the TV show. It's not. <laughs> no, not it's at all. It's not. No. no. It's a 15-minute uh, trip around the world of culture and the web. Sure. Uh, it's a fun show, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. Thursdays at 7.45 on IFC. But um, yeah, I do. We're doing a lot. We got a lot of shit going on. A lot of irons in the fire. So you name a boutique cable network, and we are dealing with them. No, Fuel, IFC, Fuel TV, <laughs> Independent Film Channel. <laughs> um, so I had this meeting with these TV people, and um, they basically want me to. They, they want it to be a makeover show, and I don't really want to. I'm not sure I want to do a makeover show. Because we could, I love doing Jordan Just Go in San Diego, America. Why would I need to do a makeover show to make my living? Sure. And uh, they're just saying all these different words at me. You know, this fellow who's in charge of this thing. He's uh-huh. just saying a thousand different things. Quadrants, demographics. Just all kinds. Just so much nonsense. New just media. Hold on. Let, me give, let me give you one I got once okay. in a pitch. Matt, let me explain what our network is. Our viewers, they don't live in L.A., but they know how to get to L.A., but they just don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> and then this the same guy on another meeting. How do was, you, okay, how am I supposed to do things different with that ultra, ultra specific description? Like He's trying how, to describe middle America in like this complimentary way. Sure. Like it's the smart people from middle America. I don't know. Who just subscribe to the New Yorker or whatever. And then another time he said, look, our shows, the girlfriend is watching the show and the boyfriend will walk by, will walk through the room and, you know, he'll look over his shoulder for a while and then you know what? Sometimes he'll sit down and join her and watch the show with her. 
And I'm just sitting there going, exactly. That's exactly what I'm pitching you. I gotta, uh, I gotta tell you, Matt, um, <laughs> that was almost verbatim something that this guy said to me. Really? That's yeah. so funny because that's such a specific scenario that there's really no way to record that. <laughs> like, how it, do they know that happens? Like, that's something they imagine happens? He was telling me about the importance of co-viewing. Mm. Which is apparently when a boyfriend and girlfriend watch a show together. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the boyfriend's making fun of it, but he's still having fun. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> like what six was, in the what? city. That's what he. That's what he was. That's exactly what he was pitching to me. So anyway, the guy. I don't know. He's just. He's probably good at his job. I don't know. I'm probably the one, frankly, that's bad at making television shows. That's the reality of the situation. I want. I probably want to make something that nobody wants to watch. You know what I mean? Like, there's no. I don't think that he's wrong. Per se. He might be wrong, but I... I don't think he really has a clue one way or another. Okay. Whether or not, no matter what your idea is. So he starts talking about, like I said, he wants us to to make a makeover show. And so no matter what we say, he agrees with it. And so I can say, we can say, well, we don't want to make a makeover show. And he says, of course, we don't want to make a makeover show either. Um, So we're going to make... We just want you to make... People over, over on a show. We want to overmake them. So, um, so I, I'm having this weird conversation with him, and like I said, I think he's probably good at his job. How many times did he say Twitter? Um, he did not say Twitter, and if he had, I would have felt better because I could have presented myself as a Twit expert. Oh, sure. Um, but he, um, so he's saying all this different stuff, and he goes off on this uh, uh, jag about the names of shows. He's talking about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy and how yeah. everybody watched Queer Eye for the Straight Guy because it was called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. And then he starts talking about The Biggest Loser and how The Biggest Loser is the greatest television show ever because in three words it tells you all these different things and he's talking about all these different things. And we're like, well, our thing's called Put This On. And he's like, you know, he's talking about show names and he's so into it and uh, he's not really listening to what we're saying. And I have this problem that I think we've talked about on the show where if I'm in a a social situation where I'm uncomfortable, I will revert to just making a joke without a joke inflection to see what happens. Mm -hmm. And I said... Oh, is this this maybe um, uh, an addition of the segment, uh, you would like to tell a joke that didn't go over well the first time? Yes, absolutely. Matt, we have an ongoing segment on the show. We retell a joke that we told in public because we we feel like it didn't get a good reaction. Anyways. All right. Um, So I'm I'm sort of feeling uncomfortable in this whole situation because I don't even know if what I'm selling is – it seems like what he wants is something different than what I want. And I don't know what the resolution is. And he just goes off on this huge tangent about names. And then I say – well, maybe we shouldn't be pitching you put this on. Maybe I should tell you about our other idea, Fart Police. <laughs> and then I say, the log line for that one is, who dealt it? <laughs> and, and nothing. Come on. They had no reaction. That was what they weren't even disapproving. It was as though I hadn't said something completely inappropriate and ridiculous. Wow. So they didn't say anything in, in they response? Kept, they started talking about this. They talked about something else. 
It was like being in an alternate universe where you can just say fart police and nobody yeah. takes notice. Um, yeah, you're going to feel like such a chump that you even said that on the air. I'm sure uh, four months we're going to uh, get the Variety article about uh, the fart police pilot getting picked up. I know. Who dealt it? That's the log line. Yeah. You just oh. uh, you just you just let loose a million dollar idea. It was pardon like the, it was like you know in, you know in Wayne you know in Wayne's world when when they're talking about how they came up with the name Noah's Arcade and the wife goes <laughs> I just opened my mouth and out it came. That's how I felt about who dealt it mm. and even who dealt it didn't nobody there was nothing it was a, a complete impassivity like they did not change their facial expressions or anything. That in the context of this extensive discussion of makeover shows, I suggested fart police. <laughs> and then I was just, then I just lost, I, I just sort of spaced out after oh, that. That's fine. I just sort of lost connection with the real world. You spaced out? I, well, they were in, the, there was so much coming to me from this guy. You were at Spago, right? I mean. We were at Spago. We were actually at this restaurant. This other amazing thing happened at this restaurant that we were at. We were at this restaurant in Hollywood. And it was like a a fancy Japanese restaurant. Mm. But like a lot of uh, fancy restaurants in Los Angeles, it had elements of TGI Fridays. Hmm. So it was like a fancy restaurant with a lot of like abstracted black and white photographs on the walls and stuff. But also when you walked in, all the all the like Japanese sushi chefs like said something and all said something in Japanese in unison. Yeah, that always makes me uncomfortable. It's so weird. Are, are they saying Norm? <laughs> <laughs> Norm. Um, so I went. I had to go to the bathroom, so I excused myself. I walked up to the hostess stand because mm-hmm. I couldn't find the bathroom. I'm like walking around, totally confused as to where the bathroom is. Like I walked. Sure, you into find the... yourself in line for the mechanical bowl accidentally. <laughs> I walked into the kitchen, so like I walk up to the hostess station and I say, "Excuse me, where's the restroom?" And the woman says, "I'll take you." Oh. And the hostess in like a black mini dress. Did she like, lead you by your dick? She, <laughs> she led me to the bathroom seriously as though I was in a brothel and she was about to have sex like I had chosen her. Like that was exactly the she's wearing like a four inch mini dress. She's walking sort of in 12 inch heels. Hold on. Let's say that again. <laughs> this is did you, good. Jesse, did you have to? Pee-pee or poo-poo? <laughs> Did she help you to pee-pee or poo-poo? Did she unzip your pants? She walked me all the way Did to the door. wipe your poo-poo? Of the restroom. It involved going through one door and then going to... Be careful in there. The fart police are around. <laughs> <laughs> there was a sign on the thing that said restroom. She could have just said, oh, over there is where the sign says restroom. She wanted a tip, man. You didn't give her a big old... You should have laid a 50 Do you on think her. that was a tip situation? Oh, yeah, at least $50. Yeah, personal escort to the bathroom? I, yeah. I thought about giving her one of my $1,000 coins. My $1,000 coin. <laughs> um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Moore's boy detective. Matt Besser, the guy that says Jordan, Jesse Go. It's what he's known for. It's his thing. It's his thing. That and pot comedian. Oh, come on. Don't you, you wouldn't make a show called 
this show, this will, make show you high. will get you high. Not that's that's the whole thing. You guys didn't ask me about that. I was trying to create a show that gets people high to get you kids off the pot. Uh, oh, okay. This show will get you high. So you don't need it's a high on life type situation. Oh my but god! It's a high yes, on your favorite you, television program. Yes, we have pot humor on there, but we're making fun of. Those Idiot misguided, stoners. yeah, Did stupid we, potheads. Have we ever talked about Rick, that lecture that Rick Overton gave? You weren't there. Did we talk about on the air that on the air with Kamau Bell? We did. Oh, okay, then never mind. Then, um, hey, we got a sponsor this week. Here's how it works on Jordan Jesse Go. Uh, if you want to sponsor an episode of the show, uh, just cost a hundred bucks for a personal message, sort of uh, billboard at the jumbotron at the ballpark style. And 150 for a commercial message. Uh, a couple of listeners started a podcast, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so they wanted us to talk about them. I actually met I met one of them, uh, Paul. Uh, he uh, he is a donor to the show. I um, I like I said I, I met him. Um, he and his friend uh, Heather have started a podcast called DVD Afternoon. Um, on this program, they talk about... What time of day is that on? Um, anytime. On demand. Okay. It's a Mobisode. Um, so they talk on this on this program, DVD Afternoon, about all the latest uh, DVD releases, and especially movies that you... Would watch in the afternoon. Right, exactly. <laughs> something that doesn't upset you too much when you're trying to fall asleep. Right. Well, something, something pleasant if you want to clean the house. Something that's fun with some cookies and a glass of milk after school. No. Is what they're talking about. So Princess Bride only. Yeah, exactly. But they they like to focus on your shows, your movies that are like art movies that might have been hard to see in theaters, foreign movies that might have been hard to see in theaters, um, possibly direct-to-DVD movies that have merit. Yeah. Or Mega Sharks, maybe. Sure. Mega Sharks. I think Mega I don't know. Mega Sharks is definitely something that's going to come up on a DVD afternoon program. Hard to say. I, you know. So anyway, you can find it in your iTunes. Uh, give it a search. It's a DVD afternoon uh, from Paul and Heather in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Right? That's right. Edmonton, Alberta. Edmonton, Alberta, Halifax, Nova Scotia. I'm, yes. I met, not, yeah. I met Paul at the Edmonton meetup. He's a sweet guy. Uh, and uh, he says Heather works at the cool video store in Edmonton, which, by the way, is what passes for a credit in Edmonton. <laughs> if you work at Videodrome, which is the, the uh, cool video store in Edmonton. It's probably the last video store. I can't imagine there's a it's lot a of dying video breed. stores in Edmonton. Although, to be fair, there's not a lot going on in Edmonton besides the frozen wasteland and the enormous mall just outside of town uh, and the hockey team so in the oil business. Uh, so I'm guessing that there may still be demand for slightly outdated entertainment. Do forms. you guys think that the cool video store, as I imagine, uh, this girl works at a place called Videodrome, so I can kind of picture it. You know, things are probably organized by director. Sure, absolutely. Uh, do you so, think that's just going to be around in every town forever? Like the cool, like there's like a like a mean fat guy who works there. I don't know. There's a video store in San Francisco called La Video. Yeah, that has that has like every. It specializes in like out of print movies and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and has tens of thousands of videos. Um, but I don't know if that continues to be a thing. Man, was there a cool Kim's, video store? Kim's video in uh, New York is the big yeah. one. But didn't Kim's video go out of business? Well, there were a few of them. I, 
I should hope there was like three of them. The I big f- one was on St. Mark's, but I don't know if I they all went I feel like under. I read. And yeah. Don't don't quote me on this. That Kim's video went out of business, sold their collection to like the mayor of a town in Kansas. <laughs> Who was trying to make the town a tourist attraction. <laughs> to go watch movies there? To go watch movies there. That's crazy. I really don't think I made that up. I really uh, genuinely don't think I made that up. Now a thousand people are going to call and email. You and, spent our tax money on what? <laughs> if you're going to tell the us the story. The school caught on fire. If you're going to tell us the story of Kim's video, I ask that you do it in the forum where one person can do it and then it's not a thousand people emailing me about it. So I'm sure everyone will want to do that. But I think a town in somewhere in some tiny town in the Midwest Sort of like how that city in Montana changed its name to Joe. It was like one of those things. Or Santa Cruz has the Grateful Dead archive. <laughs> Thank God you brought that up, Matt. I'm so happy you brought that up because this is my opportunity to say, please, stop emailing me about the Grateful Dead archive in Santa Cruz. It seems like you're just really mad about the fullness of your inbox. Seems like this is maybe. I'm, look, are I'm, you? Do you think you might be a little too sensitive about the fullness of your email inbox, Jesse? I got an email the other day that made up for any email ever. This young man emails me from the Netherlands. I think it was the Netherlands, somewhere in Scandinavia. Um, the Netherlands is not in Scandinavia. Somewhere in Northern Europe. Okay, and um, he tells me I'm I'm in high school, and here in. I'm going to say the Netherlands. I'm not 100% sure that that's correct. He tells me, here in the Netherlands, when you're 15, I think it is, might have been 16, uh, you do an internship. I'd like to do an internship on Jordan Jesse Go. So I'm like, how could you say no to a 15-year-old that wants to fly from Northern Europe to Los Angeles? And so I said to him, like, well, as you know, as you may know, like, you know, we can't, we, you know, we, we can't really put See, you this up is another for... story with 50-year-old boys yeah, and meetups. Sure. Dude, guys, what's him, going on with this operation? Bring popcorn. It's a, conser- it's a conservative pedophile podcast <laughs> for some... high-rolling slot machine users. <laughs> bring some popcorn. I don't see why that's so weird. So this this kid tells me he's got like a he's he's eaten at that uh, that German meat restaurant that I ate at. Okay, I know. He's got like an uncle in San Diego and family friends in Pasadena. His parents are willing to fly him out here. I'm like, well, can you have your parents email me so that I know that I'm not kidnapping you? His parents email me. They say, where's he going to stay? He's going to stay with his family, friends in Pasadena. They're going to drive him down to work. So we're going to have a European child. No, this was not run by me. No dice. Working here for a week. Him or me. Sounds creepy. No, he sounds great. He's going to replace you. No. You're fired. I mean, that's probably for the best, really. See the new guy that's going to say, Jordan, Jesse, go. Yeah. (laughs) We need someone live. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you refuse to come in every week to do it. So. We're not. We're not doing. Our your, hands are tied. Your beloved John Cage tape bending tricks. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go.
Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. Everyone work harder. <laughs> right? Doesn't it like encourage you to work harder? <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go on the Autobahn. You work in a factory. Thanks, right? guys. It's like a working song. How did you guys come up with that? Jordan Jesse Go? Where did that come from? I had a great brainstorm one day. Somebody asked me that. Uh, oh, hey, Jordan. What? Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, this past week on the Maximum Fun forums, somebody issued a meetup challenge. I did. Somebody heard that somebody... Well, I, I'm going to stop using somebody because Matt doesn't know what we're talking about. Oh, sure, about. yeah. Um, I was headed to Washington, D.C. Uh, this past week, uh, our nation's capital, uh, for a family wedding. And um, so while I was there, I decided to have a Maximum Fund meetup in, in D.C. because I knew we had some fans there. Right, of course, Cracksworth. Sure. Got to talk about Cracksworth. You got to talk about Evander. Yeah. Got to talk about Aaron G. <laughs> anyway. All, all the forum favorites. It's a shout-outs. I get it. Yeah. yeah. So these, so these are people, homies. This is we uh, later in the program we'll be dedicating slow jams to them. Um, I'll be sure hits and that kind of thing. Um, so uh, I figured we'd have a meetup. I got to tell you, Jordan, I thought that we had a good meetup in Denver, Colorado, Jordan. Mm. I thought that was a lot of fun. We had that salted uh, butterscotch ice cream. Uh, we met that uh, we met that uh, 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 Lutheran uh, reverend with the tattoos. Sure. Um, <laughs> we met that fifteen-year-old. I thought that <laughs> that fifteen-year-old, the one who asked me what they might be giants are like in real life. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I I can only. Oh yeah, no, no, you don't Jordan. have to. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to re-explain this to me. I've been basically fantasizing about it since you described it. Okay, so, so I had that meetup. I mean, this has just been running through my head. I so. thought it was pretty great. No need to rub it in. Okay, I thought it was a pretty great meetup. Until I learned that it was a shitty bullshit meetup <laughs> when I had the Washington, D.C. meetup that blew it out of the fucking water, Jordan. Wow. Hey, try Jordan, this. Jordan, you weren't at this one? I was not at this, no. Try oh, this on bummer. for size, Jordan. I know you want to I was not your, at either. I was you want to have a little these. rival oh. meetup. I do. Um, let's see if you can get this going on at your rival meetup. Three black people... Telling me why they like the Beastie Boys. I mean... I don't think you're going to be able to match that, Jordan. It's a pretty banner day when that happens. I don't think you're going to be able to match that. I think I can, though. I feel like my my ability this? to get the party started... So these are three little, fans of yours? These are three fans of ours and of the Beastie Boys. Mm-hmm. I had denigrated the Beastie Boys to some extent uh, because I don't care for their music. Uh, Sounds like babies, babies yelling. Come on. Um, mm. I, 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 I equivocated it. I said they were a nice, fun party rock band. I just oh. said they were bad at making hip hop. Oh boy! And um, uh, so these these uh, uh, three African Americans, two gentlemen and a lady, were all fans of the Beastie Boys. All of them enjoyed the irony that they were defending the Beastie Boys to me, uh, given our respective ethnicities. That was fun. How about this? Try this on for size, Jordan. Almost 40 people at this meetup. Wow. We had at least three dozen people on our sign-in sheet, and I don't think we got everybody to sign the sign-in sheet. 
Forty good. people, Jordan. That's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I think up. once uh, I think once hey, my we had a little kid in a bar. I'm not trying to brag or anything, <laughs> but there was a little kid in the bar, no. and he did some Michael Jackson dance moves. Hey, once uh, yeah, no, once my once my meetup gets off the ground, uh, a we're not going to have any child endangerment, so so it's going to be gonna pretty be. boring. Uh, no, it's meetups. Gonna be... This this is a new term to me. It sounds kind of creepy talking about children and meeting up in other cities. It's it sounds like some where pedophile a group talk. Of people who know each other from the internet get together and beat off and and come on each other's faces or bodies. Ah, uh, we call it circle so, jerk. Right. <laughs> it's different. You're from the vinyl Devo generation, yeah. etc. Before, you know what? Vaporizers are a big part of it. So that's probably. Uh, I get it now. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think you might be able to do at your meetup, Jordan? I'm just saying our meetup was pretty great. Listen, I it's still in its planning phases. Uh huh. Where is it going to be? The, I have not revealed anything about it yet <laughs> because I have not planned any of it. You've but made, you've made some big claims, though. You, look, if people want to go to the forum and they want to look at the Washington D.C. meetup claims thread. The claims that you made were very bold about how much better your meetup would be than my meetup. I mean, okay, listen. When I wrote that, I was on mushrooms. But I will be on <laughs> Look, mushrooms I was at, at the meetup. Concert. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, but I feel like I can, uh, I, can, I, can, I can step to this. This all sounds nice. Sounds cute. Sounds, you know, that's, I think that's the best way to describe it. Yours sounds cute. Mine's going to be fucking mind-blowing. Like, it's going to be one of those things that, uh, that like... And these aren't even shows. You're not doing a show. You're oh, just, we're just meeting people. Yeah. No, this is going to be the stuff of wow. uh, embarrassing drunk best man speeches. Hmm. It's going to be different. It's going to be a significant... Uh, a significantly different tone than yours. Are you saying that Andrew W.K. is going to be there? I'm not saying he won't be. And I'm not saying that we won't uh, plot a plan to destroy a government building. Wow. Wow. What government? So it's definitely D.C. Student yes, it, it will be D.C. Yes, I, we will vandalize the uh, the classroom by student where government, the student government meets student up. Gover- Once again, this sounds building. like a radical talk show that I didn't expect. Yeah. Conservative, and now it seems... A little libertarian. Yeah, libertarian, radical. Yeah. We're anarchists. We're, we're those guys that wear the black hoods over, over their heads and, and firebomb Starbucks. Yeah. And now on to our next topic, how fluoride in the drinking water is mind control. Caller? <laughs> hey, I want to talk about world banks. <laughs> um, I, all I'm saying is I had a great meetup. We had about 40 people there. Uh, and how about this? I, look, I'm just going to put this out for evidence of what a rager it was. Mm. It was scheduled to run from 5.30 to 7. Okay. Which is, of course, the time when all the wildest parties happen. And it went to 7.15. And mm. when Teresa and myself left, it was 9 p.m. There were more than a dozen people still there. And you had already met. I mean, how how much can you meet a person? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I don't know if you've got a good picture in your mind of what's going on in this thing. I mean, what we're doing is... Exchange names, shake hands. I don't know what happens. We don't exchange names. 
Oh, yeah, just all... Everybody puts their keys in a bowl. <laughs> you put on your bird mask. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm just throwing that yeah, out there for yeah. you, Jordan. I'm just throwing that out there for you. We real, I think I kind of feel like my meetup was, I don't want to say dominant. I'm biding my time. I don't want to compare it to Tim Lincecum's performance in Game 1 of the National League Division Series, which is to say dominant. Oh, you lost me there for a second. Tim Linscombe. Now I get it. Tim Linscombe. Sure, Linscombe. Jordan, did you watch our friend Ashcon San Francisco Giants celebration video? I did not. Uh, our friend, I'm aware that he made one. Our friend Ashcon uh, celebrated our, a regular guest on this program, a popular rapper in the Bay Area, um, made a San Francisco Giants tribute song video. Nice. Uh, is a it is a what you might call a song parody or an alternate lyric version of the song "Don't Stop Believing." By a noted Giants fan, Steve Perry, who has requested that the Los Angeles Dodgers no longer play uh, Don't Stop Believing" because he hates oh, the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. They make a big deal out of that with the dancing guy. Yeah. And uh, Steve Perry hates it because he's a big Giants fan. I don't... I mean, look, I'm not a big Steve Perry fan, but uh, to be frank... But I feel like now that I found out this about him hating the Dodgers, yeah, I feel gotta like i got to be on his team. The same way I root for Huey Lewis, no matter what. I got your back, Huey. Like, whatever you need, Huey Lewis. Huey's a San Francisco guy? Oh, absolutely. Kim and the News. Doesn't, isn't he the one that raps about every city in the world? Those guys sing, those guys sing uh, like, uh, the national anthem at opening day like every other year for the Giants. Like they just go every year. There's well, we can just get Huey Lewis. There's only three famous people in San Francisco: Huey Lewis, uh, Tracy Chapman. These are giant celebrities. These are are San Francisco celebrities. This is just overall. Uh, Danny Glover. Oh, Chris Isaac. Four celebrities. Come on, Tracy Chapman, Danny Glover, and Chris Isaac. The residents. Sure. Uh, the <laughs> Dead Kennedys. Yeah. The Jello Biafra. Every year, Jello Biafra comes out and sings. Uh, Jello Biafra comes out and sings the national anthem at the Giants game. <laughs> he changes he... all the lyrics, though. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Um, anyway, Jordan, uh, I don't know if you know about the San Francisco Giants win in the National League Division Series. I don't. Um, I know we have a popular segment on the show called Jordan Sings a Song. Sure. Um, I thought that I would offer a sort of Giants-themed variation. Since Ashcon was so inspirational in recording his uh, Giants smash hit, Don't Stop Believin', um, I thought I might offer one of my favorite Giants tunes, if with your kind indulgence. And, of course, yours, Matt. Yeah. I mean, can I go do something else? Do I have to be in the room for it? Well, can you imply that you are in the room and then sort of quietly slip away from the microphone? I won't make a bunch of noise doing the other thing I'm doing. What about, I mean, what you, what's the other thing you were going to do? Whittling. Were you going to do, when you say whittling, do you mean whittling like a little thing or do you mean your fucking chainsaw log whittling? I mean, pa- that's going to make a lot of noise. I don't do is anything. This, is this meetup lingo, whittling? That's something you do when it you is. meet up. Yeah. It means to jizz on the face. <laughs> it's a power whittling. When the giants come to town, it's bye-bye, baby. If you want to be in first place, sing bye-bye, baby. History's in the making at Candlestick Park. It can't be any something, longer than this, can it? Something and light the spark. How much longer is this? 
If you're a fan of Giants baseball, sing bye-bye, baby. Some songs should be sang with a crowd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And then well. some songs shouldn't have been written. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Matt Besser. I like it. It's beautiful. It's lovely. Really, uh, really ups the professionalism of our operation, don't you think? It does. It really brings a little extra something. Although, I'll tell you, hmm. I don't know if you read a little review of Jordan Jesse Go in a blog called Split Cider. I did. Uh, I believe they described us as real pros. Yeah, but I erroneously. Mean, I mean, certainly it but was at erroneous. The, but at the bottom of the uh, but at the bottom of the article, there was a photo of the author, and he was making the jack off motion. <laughs> so. Uh, I don't, I, don't, I don't think we can take anything they said at face value. Um, you want to take some telephone calls? Yep. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know what these telephone calls are. Julia screened the calls this week. Our thanks to Julia, associate producer of The Sound of Young America. So it's kind of a grab bag. It's going to be a grab bag. We're going right. to see what we get. Hopefully nothing racist. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Goad. This is Mike from Philadelphia. I'm out and about on my bicycle. And I had to stop because the car in front of me had a bumper sticker that read, Abortion? With a question mark. If it's not a baby, you're not pregnant. And I cannot for the life of me fathom what that could possibly mean. Okay. This is, uh, this is going to be just, do you think this is a new genre of, of uh, topic on Jordan Jesse Go? Uh, explain a bumper sticker? It seems to be. It's, uh, it's come up a lot lately. Baffled like by bumper sticker or license plate frame. Or New York or New Yorker cartoons. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I mean, obviously, this is a anti-abortion bumper. I don't know. I don't see what he's confused about. It seems pretty clear to me. Yeah, yeah. me too. Abundantly clear. <clears throat> maybe he's a dullard. Well, I mean, you know, maybe <laughs> just he's just sheltered and he's not aware of the abortion debate that constantly rages in our nation. I'll maybe he you. thought this was a conservative talk show. Oh yeah, right. I was when I was in oh, this wedding that I went to was in Richmond, Virginia, and it was happening at the same time as the um, uh, as the Virginia State Tea Party Convention. Mm. And um, I have number one, Richmond is a beautiful city, just a totally beautiful city, just like a really wonderful, warm place, except for all the assholes walking around in Uncle Sam costumes. Which I don't know if that's a normal thing. (laughs) But the other weird thing about Richmond is, speaking of being sheltered, it really is like an entire city that's like a tribute to Robert E. Lee. Yeah. And it it really made me uncomfortable. (laughs) Like, I I don't feel like New York, all of New York State is all about... It really, like, the idea of, like, being in the heart of the Confederacy 150 years later really was driven home to me as I just walked around Virginia, this beautiful, wonderful place where everyone couldn't have been nicer and just was made really uncomfortable by the Confederate things that were everywhere. Hey, y'all, you speak slaves around here. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, uh, and guests. Uh, This is Michael. Hello. Hey, Michael. I was at... uh, wine tasting uh, the other night with a group of friends 
And they were playing some really terrible music, and they made a, a snarky, smart-ass comment about it. And uh, the girl kind of laughed, and we got to talking, and I mentioned that I judge people based on their iTunes playlist, so she wanted to see mine. Uh, so I gave her my iPod, and she noticed that I had you guys on there, uh, along with uh, several other podcasts that she really liked. Which is terrible. And uh, because of that, I have a date to go and see her for drinks tomorrow night. So um, providing you don't get any hate mail uh, in the next uh, week or so from a girl named Amy, because you're responsible for hooking up the jerk, uh, uh, keep up the good work. Of course, she's yes. going to hear that. Yeah, right. Uh, why are you? And also, why are you presuming you're going to hook up on yeah. this first date? She's going to hear this podcast, and this is what's going to ruin yeah. the relationship that you've started. Dude, you it's being ruined right now as you listen. You guys are you guys are missing out on the important thing, which is that Jordan Jesse Go is the ground rhino horn of podcasts. Oh We're yeah, gets women worked up. Yeah, it 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 gets weird. Women flip out. Jordan, Jesse, go right to my pussy. (laughs) You got it. You know what I'm talking about, Matt Besser. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, go. This is Chris from Philly calling. And Jordan, I want to propose a wager with you on my Philadelphia Phillies against your San Francisco Giants in the 2010 National League Championship (laughs) Series. I'm willing to wager... (laughs) Two entire cases of the most delicious Boy Scout popcorn you've ever had in your life. What? For Wait, one what? Jordan Jesse Go t-shirt. Phillies take the series. Two, six, seven, two, five, seven. Wait, Wait did he play? say Boy Scout popcorn? Boy Scout, yeah, right? What Does kind of mean, pedophile? I'm telling you. balls, right? So you guys go to the meetups with the, yeah. with the Boy Have Scout a handful popcorn. handful of Boy Scout little. popcorn. Wait, so what, it's okay. Number one, he seems to have confused Jesse and Jordan. Sure. Yeah, come on, dude. If you're yeah. a fan of the show, get them straight. Jordan is, I'm a fan of the San Francisco Giants. That's Jesse speaking. That's Jesse speaking. See, that's Jordan the problem. is a fan of the yoga guy that can stretch his arms out really far when he punches. Sure. That's what sport you want. <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> What's that guy called? Uh, you're thinking of a Street Fighter character. Yeah. I don't want to get into it right now. What's that guy called? But I it's name's Dawson. Not a big deal. Sure, Dawson. That's but, your, that's what you're a fan of. I am a fan of that. Yes, you like it because I mean, he's not my arms not my so character. Far. I anyways. I I'm yeah. I don't oh, know. He's not your character. I don't know how this is. Uh, he's not. <laughs> yeah, Dawson with the stretchy arms. Sure. I'm just saying this. This I don't like any part of this call. You like him? A his he confused. A he so confused us. And B uh, is San Francisco famous for its beer? Is that what he wanted from us? I don't know. No, he wanted a T-shirt. No, he wanted a T-shirt. He was give. I didn't. I didn't hear beer. He oh said, yeah. He said juicy popcorn, didn't he? Oh, so, oh, oh some of Boy Scout popcorn versus. I don't know what I was thinking. Boy about. Scout popcorn. Well, you when you do this, you're supposed to offer the famous thing from the place. Yeah, cheesesteak. I'm supposed to yeah. be offering him Dungeness crab, and he's supposed to offer me a cheesesteak. What right? about an or illegal? What about belt. an illegal, illegal gay marriage? <laughs> Can you offer him one of those? <laughs> How about this? Can you I'll mail give, down? A I'll famous... give him Coit Tower if the Phillies win. Wow! And he has to give me the Liberty Bell if the Giants win. That seems fair, right? Absolutely fair. How about this? And practical. I'm willing to settle for this. I'll give him the tactile dome at the Exploratorium. 
where you go in and it's totally dark and you go through all the different stuff. And uh, he has to give me the bank of telephones. Wait, and wait, Benjamin's- wait. There's some kind of thing where museum where you touch shit that other people have touched? Yeah. Oh, no, it's great. Gross. It's fantastic. Won't catch me there. Um, and he has to give me, in the Benjamin Franklin Museum, the huge bank of 1970s telefo- telephones that you pick one up and you dial a number to hear a recording of a person from history. Ah. It seems 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 doable, but also, uh, but also, I I don't know why we need to listen to that. Yeah, he should just send us some popcorn, right? Sure. Yeah, he he works for Boy Scout popcorn, whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pornographic website. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Colin from Provo, Utah. Uh, I did I had some information for you guys about uh, ministers being able to park in special places. You guys are talking about that on the podcast today. Mm. And uh, the information I had is that uh, I'm Mormon, and a few years ago I was a missionary for the church in Washington, D.C., and in one area I was in, we spent a lot of time visiting people at hospitals, uh, members of the congregation that were sick and stuff. So um, when we were there, we realized that uh, this hospital had special parking places for clergy. And because we were full-time ministers and we were ordained, we were able to park there. So I know there Come may be a more general rule for parking in handicapped parking spaces or um, government buildings like you guys were talking about, but I know at least there's, there's that at the hospitals. Do you think that's why 7-foot-6-inch center Sean Bradley decided to go on his mission out of high school instead of going directly to college? I wasn't aware of that. He did. He did his. He did his mission. He did his two-year mission. I think those parking spaces are for clergy given last rites. Yeah, I don't. I feel not like not going around helping people. I didn't like. Uh, I didn't like the tone of that guy's voice. It seemed braggy <laughs> to me. That he got to park in the special spots. Yeah, while he was doing. Because it just work. made me think of how I'm not helping anybody. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Way to go, dude. That's why you're looking for uh, parking for 30 minutes out of your day. Hey, Jordan and Jesse. This is Rudy. I'm calling from Chicago. I'm standing in the woods right now by the river. I'm here in Whoa. the woods mountain biking, I like and I stopped Run. for a little while to watch some deer, and an older Filipino man walked up to me. We were making small talk about the deer and the fine weather, and then all of a sudden he grabbed my crotch. So I guess that's my momentous occasion. Yeah, that's what happens in the woods. In yeah, the city. And you That's and what you, the woods in the city are for. Sure, and you relayed two very uh prominent pieces of gay code. Gay and Filipino. Weather Older and Filipino. Weather means use your hand and deer means to grab my crotch. Sure. So sorry, dude. Sorry if you don't know about gay code. You should know about gay code. That's the reality of the situation. You gotta you gotta learn the code. Hey Jordan Jesse Go. This is Matt from Cambridge. I was walking through a park. You know what? Lose the accent, guys. Yeah, we're, we're not, not impressed. impressed. <laughs> Here in Edinburgh, where I go to university. A lot of people are walking through and parks I, when they call you. Yeah. What's up with that? Experience parks. momentification. I saw a head, a lady with two dogs. One of the dogs picked up a plastic bottle from the ground, jumped up, put it in a bin. As I walk past, the dog once again picks up a crisp packet, jumps up, and puts it in the bin. It was a magical moment. Thanks. Bye. Now, do you guys ask for people to call in with magical moments? Momentous occasions, yes. We ask oh, okay. people to call in when something momentous happens to them. Oh, okay. Uh, that hopefully makes sense in the then. immediate after. 
<laughs> I was like, why this are didn't people before. calling? And we we also uh, we also uh, asked people to call in with uh, reasons Mexicans shouldn't be allowed into the United States. That's oh the my! Two reasons that the this two things show. that we let's go to the phones. Um, that is amazing. It is amazing. That also, is he said cleanup. Ben and Crisp, which the I only, enjoyed. The only Crisps. thing that would have made it better to me, and I don't know about you guys, is if it was a dolphin on land in a park. A dolphin on land who used its death throes to throw some garbage in a garbage can as it as it expired. Okay, we got one more call. Hey, uh, Jordan and Jesse. Uh, this is Chris in Greensboro. Um, I am driving down the road here, and I see a raised crown Victoria. Um, it is sort of a teal color. Um, there are at least six monitors inside of it. Um, the rearmost two are pointing directly at the back windshield. Uh, but what's most notable about this is that the bumper says snap, crackle, pop, and the side says Rice Krispies treats and has the aforementioned snap, crackle, and pop on them. Both sides it is a serial-related custom car. I don't know if he was paid by Kellogg to do this. Probably not. What? Do you not know anything about urban culture, sir? That's gay code. <laughs> it means a deer. Sure. It doesn't mean sure, it's how, it's how gay people discuss deer. It's because when they do talk about deer, it means to grab somebody's dick. Sure. So uh, that's called a donk. <laughs> I know we've talked about the other kind of donks on this show. Just so you know, Matt, I'm a big fan of the mi- miniature donkeys, which are called donks. Okay. Uh, they look like tiny donkeys. They're really cute. All right. Um, and there's also miniature horses, which are called minis. They're not as cute as the donkeys, which are called donks. Really? There's two other meanings of donk. Um, there is this genre of awful <laughs> British dance music called donk, a sort of micro genre called donk. And if you search donk, there was a donk hit that a lot of people still send. Oh, I remember that. Jordan, Jesse, go. Jordan, Jesse, go. It was. You remember it. Uh, we didn't see a dime from that, by the way, yeah, which seems... We didn't get a penny. Uh, the other thing that a donk is, is it's, it's sort of like... A, it's sort of like... A, it's, it's a type of custom car where they'll take a, a large American sedan, like a Crown Vic or like a, a, you know, like a, a 90s Impala or something like that, and they'll put it on lifts, typically... Huge wheels, and uh, a big thing they do is they paint it uh, according to some kind of crazy theme. So, and that theme mm. is often commercial. Like it'll be like Fruit Loops, Skittles, uh, apparently Snap Crackle and Pop, Rice Krispies, uh, like anything with like crazy colors and like big commercial logos. And it's just it's not sponsored by the companies or anything. It's purely aesthetic. That they, it's sort of like the same, like in in San Francisco when I lived in San Francisco, like high school kids, like tough high school kids would wear um, SpongeBob SquarePants backpacks, like little kids for like little kids, or like Dora the Explorer backpacks and shit like that. Is this from the? uh, Is this from the? uh, Is this from the same phenomenon from my childhood where you wore the shirt of Bugs Bunny sagging his pants? Yes. This is this is, the same thing? This is roughly equivalent okay. to Rasta Bart Simpson. Gotcha. Yes. If that's what you're asking, yes. Um, so that's called a donk. That's a type of donk. 
There are three types of donks. One of them is a Crown that Victoria that, that has uh, Rice Krispies painted on it. Wow, that is crazy specific. It's a very, it's a very specific <clears throat> thing, but it's it's a widespread thing. This is like the most popular kind of custom car, besides uh, probably besides like a classic lowrider or like a, or like a Japanese racing Sentra. I don't think they race Sentras. They probably race a Nissan Sentra, right? I don't know what they're doing Toyota over there. Toyota Avalons. I believe they they trick out a Toyota Avalon and it's called a Donk. Matt, you have the most And what but what culture is it part of? It's an African American thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's something that you would do. It's very popular. It's very popular in the Bay Area. You don't really see a lot of them down here in LA. because um, it's still more low riders here in LA. But um very popular in the Bay Area, very popular in the South. You know, you'd see it. It's something you'd see on the street in, you know, uh, in, in, I don't know, Houston or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not Hispanic. It does sound like the... No, it's... Speci- I mean, I'm sure rider. there are I'm sure there are Hispanics, but it's definitely an African-American uh, dominated culture. Awesome. Yeah. So it's I'll great. It. It's fantastic. Type donk into the internet. You'll get a nice mix. No way. Of tiny I'm going to get some hairy dicks or something. <laughs> it's going to be dick pics. <laughs> We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Matt Besser, the guy who used to say... Jordan, Jesse, go. Oh, fuck. Something important just happened. What? I was about to do the outro of this program, but I remembered that there's something that I've been meaning to ask Matt Besser about for literally like two years now. It's been a while since Matt's been on on The Sound of Young America. He he has uh, his first time on Jordan, Jesse, go. There's just been this thing that's been bouncing Mm. around in my mind. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, this is important. Go for it. Okay. I'm sorry to extend the program past whatever you're comfortable with, person who's going to email me to complain. Matt. Again, just delete it. Am I remembering this correctly? That when Kanye West was had a pilot deal with HBO, you and it was supposed to be a sort of Curb Your Enthusiasm style comedy about his life as Kanye West. Yo, man, my show's going to be like, it's going to be like... Curb your enthusiasm, because check it out. I am like Larry David all the time. And I had this sh- idea for Curb Your Enthusiasm before Curb Your Enthusiasm was on the air. And when I saw it on the air, that curbed my enthusiasm. That's what he, that was my first conversation <laughs> with him <laughs> about the show. You were hired to be his. His sort of mentor in improvisation. I was called the Improv Samurai, and I'm not even joking. Wow. No, they you weren't brought really me called in that. as the Improv Samurai, and hey, I was loving it. And he would introduce me to you. Did know, you dress differently his... like a samurai? <laughs> well, I dressed like an Improv Samurai. Okay. T shirt and jeans. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I tutored Kanye and. Uh, some of his buddies um, for about a month before he were filmed that. Were his buddies like going to be in the show with him? Were they like the they Jeff were in Garland the show and with him. the okay? Yeah, and they are his buddies. You know, they're <sighs> actors. That's great. Um, it was pretty amazing. 
would how what's now <laughs> we just don't even how have would words for this matt in your opinion if the show would have gone how would it have been improv isn't as easy as everybody thinks it is <laughs> sure <laughs> uh honestly when it came down to it when they came down to shooting it there was a lot of everybody talking at the same time yeah unfortunately um there were some funny guys. They're pretty funny. Kanye's pretty funny, but uh, he can improvise as well as I can rap. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you, in your time as improv samurai, did you get to go to any weird things on a yacht or in the basement of Yale or wherever it is that Kanye West hangs out? Can we? I, I went to his house. Yeah. I went to his house every day. How was it? Uh. Pretty amazing. Somehow, I feel like Kanye will listen to this at some point. <laughs> Kanye, if you just had called me back, I wouldn't be telling these stories. <laughs> no, every uh, just about every session started out with um, uh, someone presenting Kanye with some new shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually these aren't the scenarios he wanted to act out in the show. This is actually. It just day to day he gets a new pair of shoes presented. Pretty much, it would it would start out with, "Dude, check this out, man! I got these new shoes. Check it out. There's only eight pair of these in the yeah. world, and there'd be a good shoe conversation for a good fifteen minutes before we got started." Kanye has recently hired this assistant slash stylist slash man at arms, whose name is Cassius Clay, mm-hmm. um, white guy. From Yale University. It was the under Yale University comment that you just made that made me think of this. Yeah. This man wears a bow tie made out of feathers. (laughs) He's like a 20-year-old white guy from Yale. He's got to be gay. This is like Kanye's... I don't know that he is. He's weirdly not gay. Just because I have a bow tie of feathers (laughs) doesn't mean I'm gay. Were there were there any like bow tie feather type fellas around? This was I mean no, this was a couple all... years ago. So Kanye was still transitioning from I'm just a regular guy that wears a backpack to uh I'm a guy that, you know, shoots rockets off at the MTV awards or whatever. I will say one story. I, okay. I brought I brought in There's no people, doubt I... that you're very fond of Kanye West, as as we all are. It must I have am, been a really I am. cool fun thing. It was fun. <laughs> I, I, uh, how can I say all this? Uh, so, so one time we brought in some improvisers to improvise with him. You know, I'd bring in some different people, and we had you like, got an like, Andy Dale, you got a Sean Conroy. It wasn't those guys. It, it doesn't matter. Mm. It, it would because it's anyway. So we'd all, we'd start out doing our things by telling a story. I was like, you know, you should just bring your improv from your real life because that's kind of what the Curb Enthusiasm model is. So let's just tell a story. Just tell me a story of an awkward situation or something like that that you've had. And we'd start with that. He would tell me a monologue and then we'd just kind of start the improv in the middle of the story, basically. And uh, it wouldn't just be his stories. We'd all trade off. Like I'd tell a story and whoever I brought to improvise would tell a story. So this one day, the, the, the guy I brought to improvise is telling a story. And in the middle of the story, Kanye goes, yo, man, you got to stop talking because your story's really boring me. Oh. 
had never experienced anything like You've that. You've got to stop talking. I was you like, so so many things went through my head, and I'm like, what am I going to do right here? Because, you know, <laughs> that's just so rude, you know? But it's Kanye West, and he's it's the, the man, it's, so it's you just the suck it up. It's opposite of improv, basically. Oh, yeah, it's no but. <laughs> I mean, it's may, may, I guess more specifically, no, shut up. No, shut up. Yeah, telling someone to shut up because they're boring you, that's... That's yeah. You pretty much have to be a king to be able to say something <laughs> like that. Away with you. <sighs> yeah. Well, we have uh, a time. Yes, uh, Matt. You have a television program yeah, this, that people can watch. This, this show will get you high. It's airing a few times on Comedy Central. Uh, let me tell you the cast: Paul Rust. Brett Gelman, John Gimberling, Betsy Sodaro. We're talking about some brilliant, some of the best comic yeah. minds of our time. Paul the, the Russell, goal was a past Jordan Jesse Go guest, the star of the hit film uh, that I interviewed him about that I can't remember the name of. That I love I you, Beth Cooper. I love you, Beth Cooper, which he was great in, by the way. Yeah, he's a lot of funny people. That's that's how we picked the cast. We just got some of the funniest sketch people around. We went up to Santa Cruz. We did a live show there, and then we shot a bunch of videos. And it's going to be on October 27th, 28th, and November 1st, very late at night. Because the show will get you high. Wait you a can't, minute. You can't watch the middle of the day and then go drive somewhere. Yeah, how late you'll, you'll endanger lives. Is I'm this, talking... Is this part of super late fun time? <laughs> yes. Is it? This is probably after super late fun time. Because... Uh, you have to watch this show then go to sleep, pretty much. If people... If it is part of super late fun time, all I'm saying is, I know a guy who's the voice of super late fun time. That's you? Yeah, people have been emailing me about that. Is that you? It totally is. We have a, a kind listener who uh, lives in New York, works for Comedy Central, uh, was in charge of putting together the warnings on Super Late Fun Time and invited me to record them. That's great. You'll be warning people about the show that can get you high, hopefully. Well, people will. I'm sure people will go out, set their TiVos. Yeah, you got to set the DVR. But you got to stay up. You got to... Bring everybody over for a big pajama party on a Monday night. PJP. MN PJP. Sure, just have a lot of water and bananas around. Oh, yeah. And so, if you're pregnant, you please don't out. watch this oh, show. Yeah, this yeah. is not hyperbole. Um, anyway, thank you. Oh, and f- I'm sorry. Follow my Twitter, too, Matt Besser, so I can oh. update you on all the specifics and all my funny jokes every day that I'm sure you guys follow. Oh, yeah, we Matt do. They're good Tons jokes. Of funny jokes on the May, a, few, a few too many uh, football references. I'm sorry. No, that's, it's, I it's mean, only on just Saturdays. for me personally. It's only on I'm Saturdays. sure others will like your football references, and I recognize them as jokes. I'm like, I bet Matt Besser's making a really funny joke about <laughs> football here. I just don't really understand it. Yeah. Come Chad on, you can Ocho you can relate Cinco. to the Brett Favre jokes. That crosses Okay, I'm aware culture. that he's, he's taking pictures of his penis. Yeah, that's there you about go. where that's it all stops, you gotta know. Is that okay. what the controversy about Brett Favre is that he took a picture of his dick? Not only pictures of his dick, but limp pictures. If you're gonna take a picture <laughs> of your dick, shouldn't gotta, it be hard? You gotta rock it yeah, out. Yeah, right? Maybe that was the thing. It's like, hey, if Look how big gonna, it is. Limp. Gonna, I don't know. <laughs> maybe the no, I think what the the controversy comes from, if you think you're going to be a field general, if you think you can lead a team, you should know that you got to take your pictures of a stiff dick. 
I would think so. Right? Because otherwise... But maybe that's why he thinks it wasn't offensive. He's like, my dick wasn't even hard. I don't get... It's non-sexual. Are, there's no sex that can happen with a yeah. limp dick. I don't even like this person I'm texting them to. If yeah. I liked them, it would be hard. I'm showing this woman that she doesn't turn me on because my <laughs> how, dick is so shriveled up. How unappealing she is. Um, our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Find us online at MaximumFun.org. Hey, before we go, mm. I would like to offer a hearty congratulations to Dave Shumka, uh, one of the co-hosts of our sister program, Stop Podcasting Yourself, uh, who recently became engaged to his uh, sweetheart, Abby, oh. who is her own person. And um, so congratulations to Dave and Abby who have gotten in- engaged and... Uh, if that doesn't uh, if that doesn't set your heart aflutter, maybe you should be listening to stop podcasting yourself more. Hey, how about this? Maybe you should be listening to stop podcasting yourself more anyway because it's fucking great. Sure. Wow. She got aggressive there in the middle of that. Yeah. Uh, Sorry. In the middle that. of that congratulatory speech. Yeah, and hey. your congratulations became a plug. Yeah, <laughs> it did. Um, and uh, hey, watch watch me and Jordan on uh, the grid on IFC yeah. Thursdays at seven forty five p.m. It's a fifteen minute program. Set your digital video recorders, uh, build your schedules around it. People Uh, say, like, isn't that too short to make a good TV show? My argument, uh, Dr. Zhivago is 15 minutes. Right. That's a classic movie. Exactly. Um, We'll talk to you next week on Jordan, Jesse, Go. (laughs) 